What's up, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a new episode of Phoenix Down. Uh, it's a game club podcast where we go back and we play older games, games we may have missed, uh, games that we really loved and want to go back to. We are basically revitalizing older games, which hence the name of the famous Final Fantasy item. But anyway, this is episode 17. Point zero. Point, point zero. 17.0. There will only be one 17. <laughs> um, but today I have with me Matt Quinn. Hello, everybody. And that's it. We're going solo <laughs> once again. Going uh, duo. Yeah. Solo duo. Solo duo. And um, we're playing a requested game from a, a good uh, friend of ours, listener Adam. Uh, he wanted us to do a Crash Bandicoot game. Um, and uh, after some careful discussions, we decided to do Crash Bandicoot Warped. Yeah, or... Basically, fuck the first game. Any other one's okay. Yeah. So, uh, Crash Bandicoot Warped, which is actually Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped, which is what it's known in Europe and things like that. It is the third game in the Crash series, uh, developed by Naughty Dog Entertainment. Um... You might have heard of them. I think I have heard of them a couple of times. I like doing uh, trilogies, um, except with Last of Us, unless they're going to make more Last of Us. I don't know, but um, just re- no, I wouldn't say recently. Within the past five years, because I didn't know who Naughty Dog was. Of course, back in those days, I just played video games. I didn't write about them or critique the sale figures and shit like that. Um, and I didn't know who the hell Naughty Dog was. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved Jack and Baxter because that was – I loved that PlayStation 2 game. I didn't know that was made by Naughty Dog. See, I agree, and I had a similar experience, except that this these Crash games were ingrained in my memory because of the startup screen and the way it says created and developed by Naughty Dog. Yeah. Like that – like the, the little music that goes with that and the way they say it and the boxes all getting jumbled around. Like that—that's pretty much as ingrained in my memory as the PS1 startup music. Hmm. So the it was Crash Bandicoot the first Naughty Dog game? First one I ever played. Okay, let me—I'm I'm actually going to look at this up because I'm—I'm I'm curious. Uh, Naughty Dog Entertainment. The first game they ever made was in 1989. It was called Keef of Thief. Keef the Thief. <laughs> and it was on the Apple II. And they made Rings of Power on the Sega Genesis, Way of the Warrior in 1995 on uh, 3DO, which I believe is a fighting game. Wait a minute. It is a fighting game. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a kind of bad fighting game. I remember this game. And then they made Crash Bandicoot in 1996. Oh, man. So I have never played a Crash Bandicoot game before. This is the first time I've ever played one. Um, I, I had obviously known about them. Hell, Crash Bandicoot was a, a mascot for the, the original PlayStation in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, With hilarious commercials. Hilarious commercials. The guy running around in a Crash Bandicoot suit. <laughs> he didn't really act like... He didn't play... He wasn't Crash Bandicoot. He was Guy in Crash Bandicoot suit. Yeah. Um, but I do remember those. I do remember the game itself, but I never played them. don't really know why either. Um, first Crash Bandicoot came out in uh, '96, so I was 
around 11 years old. Um, the game that we're playing, Warped, actually came out in 1998. In fact, I'll just go ahead and say this is the oldest game Phoenix Down has ever done. Uh, by <laughs> we are one, setting records. By one week. Uh, this game came out October 10th of 1998, while um, uh, Xenogears, the game that we played and then abandoned, uh, came out October 22nd of 1998. So this is technically the oldest game we've ever done. Uh, but yeah, it came out on the original PlayStation, uh, October 10th, 1998. I was about to turn 13. I would have turned 13 October 24th. So, um, I was 12 years old when this game came out. That's crazy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the, the, a couple of interesting things I didn't know about it was that this is, uh, was one of the best selling games for the PlayStation. It was number five. As one of the best-selling games on the PlayStation, period. And it was the first non-Japanese title to sell over a million copies in Japan. 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 That's crazy. Yeah, I, I'll i say straight up, I think it certainly deserves those sales figures. That just, like, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just never looked at this game. I, like I, I've always known about them, obviously from the commercials and stuff like that. But I, for some, it never compelled to me. You know, I never. I, I, don't, I don't know. I find it interesting that Mark Cerny was involved with the uh, uh, with the conception of Crash as sort of similar to Sonic the Hedgehog because that's always what I equated him to because those were the two characters with toods. You know, they really played up their the attitude component of the character. Right. I just I, the attitude of the character. I always thought Crash was an idiot. He looked like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, from the commercials, he was more of an idiot than than you get the sense of him in the games. Well, Although to be fair, there's not much story. There's not, not really a, a lot of dialogue for Crash. So, so I had to do a little bit of research on this game and uh, Crash Bandicoot warped. Um, obviously, it's the third title in the series. Uh, takes place directly after Crash Bandicoot 2. Yeah, like the intro cinematic picks up a minute, five minutes after the end of of Crash Bandicoot 2. Yeah, where is it? Dr. Cortex? Yeah, Dr. Neo Cortex. His space station got blo- got itself blowed up. And was Crash landing on Earth. Yep. And it awoke... The evil twin of God. What is his name? Aku Aku. Aku Aku's the good guy. What's the bad guy? Uka Uka. Uka Uka. Which is a floating tiki mask that talks. Like I know none of these characters. You know, this is this is like coming into Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> With never seeing the first two. So it's. I mean, it's quite confusing for me as far as, like, a story point goes. The good thing is this game doesn't have much of a story. No, not really. Uh, it's uh, basically You crash. just covered about half of it. Yeah. <laughs> the intro cinematic. The intro cinematic and then the final cutscene. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, the main premise here is that uh, Dr. Cortex has enlisted a, another doctor who developed a time machine. Um to basically create a time machine so they could go back in time and get these purple crystals. Uh, yeah, because basically that's what 
Crash was acquiring through the first two games. Okay. And now, with this time machine, Neo Cortex wants to go back and steal all the crystals. Before Crash ever got his hands on them. Yeah, but now you can use the machine, and you just have to go get the crystals before he can get the crystals. There you go. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, I don't know what they use the crystals for, I guess, just world domination. Yeah, I mean, he uses it, Cortex uses it to power all his evil crap. And, uh, using the help of, uh, other henchmen that he has, uh, mainly the, the, the four bosses. Yeah, and some of those are returning from the previous games. Okay, some okay. Some of them are new. Like, I know Entropy, if you remember Entropy, the guy with the rocket like sticking out of his head? Uh-huh. He was from the older games. Okay. That was the that was the third boss, wasn't it? Yeah, third boss. The one where the, you had to jump over his lasers and stuff? Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I will mention, was this the first game that had Crash's sister in it? Coco? Yeah. Um... It's. I think it's the first one that you play as her. Okay. I don't. She may have been in the second one, maybe even the first one, just as like a in the intro cinematic. I, I'm not really sure. Right. Okay. So um. Yeah, I, I had no idea what to expect going into this game. Yeah. So let me give you my quick history with it. Basically, I was so full of emotions when this game came out because. This game came out, not this game particularly, but the first Crash came out at almost the same time, I think within a month or two of Mario 64. Okay. And I had been flooded with and was amazed by all the videos of Mario 64. And I had I had played it in GameStops or whatever, EB Games, Babbage's, whatever it was back then. Um, and, you know, I was just absolutely floored at the time because I was used to platformers being Sonic the Hedgehog. And, you know, everything was 2D. So the idea of going completely to a 3D world, which in itself wasn't completely novel, to have a 3D world, to have it done as seamlessly and as well done as Mario 64 was, was just unheard of. So then when Crash was coming out about the same time, I'm like, oh, well, good. I don't get to play Mario 64, but I get to play the PlayStation version. So I was really hyped for Crash when it first came out. And then when I finally got to play it, I was like, what is this? Why am I tracked down this, like, straight hallway? It's not really – it's like 3D but within a 2D space. Right. You know, because it's only – the path is only maybe 10 foot wide and in the normal levels. Well, I'll say normal for – the first and second game are mostly just the straight-up platforming games without all the crazy stuff that this game throws in. Uh, so, you know, when, when this game came out and it was nowhere near as free roaming as Mario 64 was, I was pretty disappointed. But then, you know, the more I played it and once I got to especially the second crash, I was like, oh, no, these are still pretty good. These are pretty fun. And I love the the character and the quirkiness and the kind of goofiness and the way he does a dance every time he beats, his, beats the level. Yeah. And the platforming is still pretty tight. So, you know, in the end, I, I do really love these games, but there was such a such a buildup for me in hoping that it would be as good as Mario 64, and the first game certainly I don't think was. Right. So me going into this, I obviously played the first level. And I was, okay, you hit hit um, crates, 
some crates have uh, question marks on them. Uh, you collect apples. Wumpa fruit, actually. Wumpa fruit. Um, and you can spin attack onto dudes. Okay. Um, jumping on top of them works too. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty old school in, in its initial setup. I mean, you don't really need to since you've got that awesome uh, spin move. Yeah. And you jump. And uh, you make it to the end of the level and you get a crystal. Uh, and I was like, okay, so is this going to be the entire game? That's what I was thinking, but I was like, okay, that, that was pretty straightforward and pretty simple. And I was like, to me, and I, I mean, I'm not bashing the game. I don't want anybody <laughs> thinking, Adam, I'm not bashing your game that you chose. Um, to me, I was like, this feels more archaic than I remember pl- some PlayStation games being. You know, uh, classic PlayStation games for me, and I know this may be unfair, would be Resident Evil and Metal Gear Solid. Um, and that uh, I say that's unfair because those are two different games compared to Crash Bandicoot. Um, but there though, were some kind of character-based platforming games that were in the same, I guess, genre. M- maybe more like Mario 64, where you had Gex. I don't know if you ever played Gex. But yeah, Gex. Day. And and a Croc. A Croc was there, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do remember those games. If you play those games now, I think you would be shocked at how good Crash Bandicoot 3 holds up. With how bad those games hold up. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that, that, that Crash holds up badly. I'm just saying how simplistic it is um, compared to other games that came out on that platform. I mean, this game came out October 10th of 1998. That was, what, a month before Metal Gear Solid came out? And, I mean, Metal Gear Solid blew me the hell away when I played it. Yep. I mean, it, and I mean, like I said, that may be unfair. And, it, it, you know. And it was the same year I think Resident Evil came out in 1998, too. Um, 98? I thought it came out in, like, 96. Yeah, it did not come out in 96. It came out in 96, and it took place in 1998. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. Um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, to, to me, I was like, this game feels, you know... It feels like something you would see on the Super NES as far as, like, you know... Jump over things, collect items, the end. Well, I, I think that's the intent. It's yeah. to make a character-based platforming. Yeah, and I, and I could tell this is obviously geared more toward kids over than you know Metal Gear Solid. You know, this is rated E back whenever the, the ratings board really didn't matter. Um, but At yeah, the time, we, it reminded me a fair bit of uh, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, that's that's the that's the best analogy I could use. And um, and that that's yeah that's perfect. You know, I'm a, I was a Nintendo guy, so I know a lot about Nintendo stuff compared to. I mean, I did own a PlayStation, obviously, but I didn't get one till probably 1996. Well, that was when it first came out. It came out in '95, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. I got it like a year or so later. Um, so yeah, when I first played the first level, I was like, well, this is kind of simple and easy. Uh. And I was like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Because the game, the game really didn't tell me, okay, I'm obviously I'm collecting these crystals because I need to. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> um, there are levels and you need to beat them. 
Yeah, but I didn't know the significance of blocks that had question marks on them. I didn't know the yeah. significance of the apples until I actually got a hundred of them, and then oh, I get in. It's basically coins from Mario, yeah. um, which I have to say, by the end of this game, I had like forty something lives. Yeah, I mean, it's it's real easy to get like one ups in this game. Um, which, truth be told, I didn't really find the game too difficult. Well, this third one in particular is easier than the first two. Okay. Uh, the only thing I thought was that there, there were some design choices, which I understand it was a PlayStation 1 game. There were some design choices I thought were poorly made. As in, like, the ones where you're running from something and running toward the camera. and the oh, Jones style? Yeah. And running then, from the boulder? Or running from the triceratops. the triceratops, yeah. And, oh, look, there's lava here. I should jump. Oh, no, I jumped in the wrong spot because there's more lava where I jumped. Instead of, I should have jumped to the right. You know, and it's shit like that where you, you have to kind of, like, memorize the level a little bit. Granted, they do have checkpoints, and thank God they do. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, those right there... Every single one of the fucking motorcycle missions pissed me off. Mainly because you have to perfect those. If you want to get the crystal, which means you have to get first place, which um, I should mention where... And I don't know where the time travel comes in on some of this stuff. I mean, I get it. He's wearing a leather jacket, and he's racing what looks like old 1950s cars. Yep, 1950s. He's racing some hot rods. Yeah, he's a greaser. I get it. So, but I'm just saying, like, but it's so, like, oh, my God. So, all right. I don't want to go on a tirade. That's what's so awesome. It's so tongue-in-cheek. I don't want to go on a tirade. But, no, no, I I understand that. I get that. Okay, cool. 1950s, whatever. Greaser, grease, whatever. Um, The the, the thing that gets me is that there is no rhyme or reason to any of these levels. As in, like, so the first – so you have these. You have a hub world, and there's five different areas that you can go into, and each area has levels. Think of it like Mario 64. When you jump into a painting, there are multiple things that you can do in that painting. So it's kind of like levels within a level. So the first area looks like a medieval times setup. Okay, so I'm thinking, okay, so all these levels are going to be medieval time themed. Well. The first level was, and then the second level was uh, on, on a motorcycle. The, the third level, no, the second level was underwater using, you know, scuba gear, scuba gear and a like a sea dew that goes underwater. And then you're on a motorcycle in the 1950s, and I'm just like, okay, I thought this was medieval area. Why? See, why? You're thinking time machine. This is a time twister. All these time periods got mixed up. Okay. And that's why you've got, you know, the the five spokes of the hub world are not, each one's not a time period. Okay. Basically, every level is takes place in one of the five time periods. Well, you have, so what time periods do we have? I don't know what time period the, the scuba stuff is. That's, quote unquote, the Atlantis time period, along with the jet ski wave rider levels that you play as Coco. So and, like pirates? Yeah, it's pirates up on top, and then it's like Atlantis ruins in the underwater, All right. I guess. And then you have the medieval times. Middle Ages, yep. Yeah. 
It's prehistoric. You, you had the prehistoric time, yeah. There's the future city. Yeah. Uh, there's the Arabian levels. Okay, so... Okay. I don't know what time period that's supposed to be. Prince of Persia time. So, so isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that during like the Crusades? So wouldn't that be around the same time as the medieval ages? Perhaps. <laughs> it's just in a different location. And then the Egyptian levels. Yeah. Mummies and whatnot. So I, I they wouldn't be mummies then. They'd just be dead people. But you know, I don't know. I'm I'm nitpicking. How long does it take for a mummy to come back to life after it's been mummified? I, I don't know. It depends on when you break the curse, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, I'm nitpicking and I'm making fun of this game. Well, I don't really need to. The game, I, I will say, the game kind of holds up. I mean, it does have some 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 bits of it where oh, we forgot about the Chinese level, the one where you're running on the Great Wall. Oh yeah. Um. And there's multiple crystals, apparently, in that time period. That's why I got I never got was like we're going to the same time period in what looks like the exact same area. Why not just grab all the crystals while we're there? <laughs> but that's just me. But anyway, so needless to say, the only other thing that I can mention is the obviously there's things that annoy me. So when I'm running from the triceratops in the prehistoric level, you're running toward the camera. Most of the time you don't know what's in front of you. So you had to memorize that level. The, well, how many of those levels are there? Like three, three, four, but it was, that was the, le- those, that was the level I lost the most lives was, was because, Oh, I jumped in the wrong place or, Oh, look, there's a pterodactyl there. That's going to take me away. Or yeah, it's just, <laughs> and I would have known that if the camera was behind Crash, you know. The other thing I had to get used to was the fact that there was no analog sticks back then, so I had to use the D-pad for everything. I thought I think this game was set up so you could use the analog sticks. Okay, well I didn't change it apparently because I I, I used the analog sticks, so I had a problem with this game. I used the analog sticks for the whole game because I thought it gave me a little bit better control mm-hmm. and was easier on my fingers because I was playing it on the uh, PSP. Right. I was playing on the PSP as well. Yeah, so I, I thought it was better using the nub than the D-pad. I, it, it wouldn't let me. If oh. I if I moved the nub, it did nothing. Yeah, I changed it to a different control setting. And then you oh, can't. so I didn't even look. I figured, oh, it's an old PlayStation game. I just got to use the D-pad. So that's what I used. Yeah. So, but then after you beat the game, like the last special ability that you earn are the is the fast running. Yeah. So then I had to go back and change my control setting to using the D pad to move, so that I could use the right shoulder button as R two, so that I could run. And that was kind of a pain because I had spent the entire game like perfecting all my jumps using the nub, and then I had to go use the D pad, and I didn't feel like I had as good a control. <laughs> Which that that power kind of breaks the game for me, it's, especially because so the the setup is you beat a level, you can go back and do that level again with a time trial. Um, and uh, that fast running. Yeah, um, you need the fast running to get the the best the time. platinum time. Yeah, the best time. Which those don't affect the game, do they? Uh, I. Th- I think if you have everything and you beat the game, you get a different ending cinematic. Well, see, I think that you just have to get the gems. 
It's just the gems. But see, the thing is, I don't know how to get the second gem. The colored gems? Well, there was a clear gem that you get whenever you get all the boxes. Yeah, so that's the normal one. How do you get the other gem? The, so there's colored gems that you only get in the death levels. So basically you have to make it to the spe- a specific platform without dying. And I think it's only there if you get there without dying. Okay. And if you do, then that takes you to a death level. And then when you beat that, you get the colored gem. Oh, okay. Because you know how those little platforms like carry you around? Yeah, the, the bonus levels. Yeah. So you have to do the special bonus level that you can only get to if you don't die to get a colored gem. And there's only and there's five colored gems, I think. And then when you get all five of those, then you can open up like the very last level of the secret levels. Okay, I got you. See, I got I got I got one secret level by getting the just the regular gems. Yeah. I played it and I was like, well, that was definitely not worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't find all these boxes. Holy fuck! Like for a game that is so linear. They hide boxes pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you get the gems uh, from from what I understand, and I did YouTube it because I beat the game, and obviously that is not the ending. Uh, that, that ending is, oh, you may have defeated us, but we're coming back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. So I didn't get the right ending. And so I, I was, and then I found out, oh, you have to get the, all the gems and then beat Dr. Cortex. And then you get the final ending. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Because <laughs> that will take that will take as long as what the game actually is supposed to have taken. Yeah, at least. Because um, when I did the whole, you know, how long to beat.com thing, yeah, you guys are getting us, you guys are getting advertisement from Phoenix now, so I expect the check in the mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, how long to beat, which I love that website. Uh told us it was what eight and a half hours to nine hours yeah eight hours nine and hours. and and then i ended up beating this game in like four if that and i was like okay this is because i got to the end and i was like okay i'm doing something wrong that's when i <laughs> that's when i emailed you i was like you know i'm almost done with this game and am i doing something wrong well yeah so it, it is a, it's shorter than the other games and it's easier than the other games okay and I wonder if they know that, and you know that's why there's all these extra things you can do to extend the extend the life of it. So was the time trials and the like the gems and shit like that was I, all that in the first and second game? Pretty sure it was in the second one. I don't remember about the first one. Okay. So I mean, I, I just I did a couple time trials. I was like, okay, and I got some of those gems, and I was like, oh, they unlocked like a secret level. All right, cool. Uh, did that? I did one secret level, and I was like, I am not getting the rest of these gems just to do this. <laughs> so I, I just, yeah. The only other thing I can think of to talk about is the bosses, because that was. Well, I mean, you're downplaying the fact that this, the the amount of variety that's in this game, though. Like they built three completely new game engines for this third one. So that you could have the motorcycle racing experience and the biplane shooting, like dogfighting. It's not really dogfighting, but the, the the shooting that what the two levels that it was. 
And there's the the wave riding levels and the scuba levels and the I don't know. I I, I find the game to be delightful. I, <laughs> I love that every level is like different. You know, you don't know what setting it's going to be. You don't know even what type of game you're going to be playing. Are you sure? I mean, I don't want to be negative, but I was like, oh, it's another fucking medieval level. Because it was just random. That was the thing. It was like, I'm going to these different hub worlds, and I'm back in the medieval times. And there's that guy with swinging the sword. And, oh, they put a, they brought a wizard this time, and he's shooting fireballs. I'm just like, and there's frogs everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not about that, though. It's about the getting, it's about the platforming. Oh, I understand that. I just... And, you know, you never complain about how many Koopas you see in Mario Brothers. uh, This is true. All right, first off, Matt, all right, I understand you're a fanboy, and secondly, (laughs) you're running on nostalgia. I get it, okay? (laughs) I'm not bashing the fucking game. I know I sound like I'm bashing. I need to get out of that. I need to stop, stop. It's just, I don't know what it is. It was like, th- this game, it felt too short for me, which yeah. obviously, I, I played it, it wrong. Does. I mean, I, I obviously played it wrong. I'm supposed to get all those gems and stuff like that. I mean, that's part of the point, you know. Hell, I, I'll be the first one to say, yes, I got 120 stars in Mario 64, you know. I, I didn't have to, but I did, you know. it was It's, it's one of those games. It's just, you know, I, I've kind of grown up a little bit. And, you know, when you're an adult, you don't have time to do all that. Yeah. You know, when I was playing Mario 64, I was 13 and didn't have a fucking care in the world. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I have no nostalgia for this series. So, I mean, and I know that there's a lot of nostalgia out there. I mean, there's people out there that say this that's the, my, their favorite franchise, period. And I respect that and I understand that, you know. I just, I didn't grow up with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's got its moments. I think it's funny whenever he does the whole, you know, he thrusts his crotch and he's dancing and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's goofy. And um, one thing that, that did take me by surprise was how much the the amount of voice acting that was actually in it. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't expecting to hear much of any because you know the original PlayStation game. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know that Metal Gear had a lot, but it was just like a static background, you know, yeah. with, with uh, anime characters talking, somewhat anime characters. Um, yeah, but it, this, you know, had full, you know, movement of the mouth and stuff like that and decent facial expressions and things like that. And I was like, huh, this is actually kind of interesting. Um, and for a game that was made in 1998, I didn't think the graphics were too bad, you know. I go back and try to play the original Resident Evil, and I'm like, "Holy shit! How is this ever scary to me?" Yeah, you know. So I, I just, uh, it was. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. When I played these games, I'm like, "Wow, this looks like a cartoon to me." Yeah, as, as much as anything can at the time. And I, I mean, could, it's... I could totally see that. So, and I, I don't, I think that the, the visually it still holds up pretty well. And I think it, it mainly has to do because it does look cartoony. You know, yeah. if it, if it tried to look serious, it, you know, it. Would, probably would look like crap so i you know i just but like i said i mean the only thing i can really talk about is the boss fights because that to me that was things changed up a little bit Mm -hmm. um the first boss fight was against the uh the tiger guy tiny tiny the tiger (laughs) um and it was like in the coliseum yep and like a uh, like a gladiator battle. 
And it, I will have to say the the boss fights, with the exception of um, the third one, the one where we had to jump over his laser beams, didn't really give me any problem. Yeah, uh, like the rest of the game, they're not really that hard. Yeah, um, the the fight with Cortex was a little difficult due to the fact that there's just so much shit going on. Yeah. You know, um, I did lose a lot of lives in the very last one, but you talking about with Cortex? Yeah, yeah, uh, I did too. Um, the one where I was in the spaceship mm-hmm. with uh, I can't even remember that guy's name. Engine. There you go. He um that that fight took a long time. I didn't know he was going to jump into a yet another robot. Like I blew it up, and I was like, "Okay, cool, it's over." No, he gets into a giganticer robot, and 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 begins shooting at me. But it, that reminded me of Star Fox. Yeah, I was gonna say you get your one Star Fox level. Yeah, I get my one Star Fox level, um, which that was actually kind of fun. I was like, "Okay, this is kind of cool." It's kind of like a, just a shooting gallery. Just dodge that shit. All right, shoot the shoot the the glowing ports, and uh, you're good to go. Um, which I thought that was actually kind of fun. Um, and then the boss fight, the, uh, the second boss fight was, um, in, uh, the ice age mm-hmm. with, uh, the guy who would, uh, he'd surround himself with, uh, crystals and then he would slowly start burning them away and you had to kind of like shift your way into the barriers of crystals, hit him when he's knocked around and then try and get it out before he exploded. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of variety in the boss fights. Um, I I don't know. Well, I mean, what, what else do you? What would you like to talk about, Matt? Well, I mean, I think it's interesting replaying this, and again with the color and the jungle, it it seems like Naughty Dog really likes those lush environments. Yeah. Because then those carry over into Jack and Dexter and also Uncharted. Yeah. And. uh I don't know. I, I it, it seems it seems that to me that um, Jack and Dexter is sort of an, not an evolution of this, but I, I see a lot of similarities in the you know the quirky characters, super colorful, the tight platforming. Yeah. I just um, I, I you know Jack and Dexter was my first introduction to Naughty Dog games, obviously, and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed uh, Jack and Dexter because Naughty Dog has a knack for character interaction and cutscenes and uh, spoken dialogue, obviously. And uh, Jack and Daxter was one of the first like big games that I played that had like full on minute minute long or longer than a minute cutscenes with like what, like you're watching a cartoon. Yeah. You know? Um. And I loved, you know, the uh, the way uh, Daxter acted and the way he talked, and you know, it was it, they they have a knack for making characters, and I, I really enjoyed it. And well, yeah, you know, I, I think Crash, you know, he is a silent protagonist, but much like Jack was in the first game, mm-hmm. so it's um, it, I can understand and I. I'm not going to say I did not enjoy playing this game because, I mean, sure, I, I played it 
pretty much every night until I beat it. Just, you know, it was one of those games where I, I laid in bed for about an hour. Yeah, me too. And 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 played through a section kind of deal. Um, and I didn't think it was a bad game. I just I I really don't know what to talk about. Yeah, it's too bad because I you know I think it's sort of an interesting evolution just kind of looking at the way these games progress. Yeah. Because the first one, I mean, it's all crash, but it doesn't have any variety. It, it lacks a lot of the refinement of the second and third one. And so, like, the second one took everything that the first one was and did it better, and there were more levels, and they fixed the horrible, horrible save feature in the first game. And just gave you more of what you had in the first one. And then for this third one, they give you some more of that, but then they change it up with all these all this randomness with the time periods and the different gameplay mechanics and stuff. Right. And I think that's interesting the way they change that. Like, And then you've got with Jack and Dexter where starts off, here's your platformer, and then they go dark for the third one. Or for the second one. Second one. Yeah. Like it's more metropolitan. And then they, there's the, the spinoffs. I, I, I don't. I think they were all Naughty Dog. Like Crash Team Racing, I think, was Naughty Dog. Was that that was actually Naughty Dog? I, th- I think that one was. Okay. Then there was also Crash Bash, which I'm not sure if that was Naughty Dog or not. That was so, a bunch of min- mini game collection. But they they never actually had a full on sequel to Crash Three. No, I, this was the last one. This was the last platformer that Naughty Dog did. Okay. And then they handed the license off and made all the PS2 ones. Okay. Okay, that's, that's uh, interesting. Because then in the same way, like Crash Team Racing, then they also did like the Jack X, right? Jack X was the one where they was like an arena fighter, like an arena shooter. Didn't wasn't there a racing one? There Maybe was not racing, but it was like a buggy. Yeah, it was like a kart racer. I can't remember the name of it. That might have been Jack X. I can't remember. I thought it was Jack X Racing. Or something like that. Okay, time to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting, just given the fact that they had done a racing game for Crash, and that had turned out fairly well. I mean, it's essentially your Mario Kart clone, but, you know, it was interesting. It was well-designed. It was fun. I, I remember playing it in college a fair bit. Why do they... They, um, they did that to... Uh... Yeah, you're right. Jack X was combat. Jack X combat racing. And then they made Daxter, which was for the PSP. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the the Jack and Daxter, the Lost Frontier, PlayStation Portable and PlayStation Two. Yep. That was uh, 2009. So that was actually well, I wouldn't say recent, but it looked pretty good too. I, it, I never actually got it and played it, but it was developed by High Impact Games. It wasn't actually done by Naughty Dog. Yeah. Jack 3 was, I believe, the last one it did that they did for Naughty Dog. Yeah. yeah. So similar to Crash, then they handed it off to work on something else. Yeah. that's uh, Star- oh, Naughty, Naughty, Star- Dog, Naughty Dog actually did Jack X Combat Racing. Yep. So three and a spinoff for yep. both series. So, yeah. So where's our Uncharted racing game? That's what I want to know. I don't know yet. Kart racing game. <laughs> I do not know, but yeah, this uh, unfortunately that's all. Maybe the Last of Us was their was their offshoot this time instead. Maybe it that could, takes the place. It, it may have been. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to go with after 
after Last of Us. I haven't even finished Last of Us. In fact, I didn't find it. I haven't either. I, I haven't found it very fun. I know a lot of people say that's blasphemy. <laughs> but I mean, I haven't played enough to have a comment really. Yeah, this is this this podcast has slowly became a, a, a naughty dog podcast. Just just I guess we're just going to talk about naughty dog games. That's fine. <laughs> because seriously, I can't. I, I don't know what to talk about with with Crash because <laughs> it, it's like how, if me and you sat down and said we're going to do Mario sixty four. How, I mean, how how would we talk about that game? Yeah, you can't really. You can't talk about every level. Yeah, so I mean, it's there's just, much to say about a lot of the levels here, other than the different level types. Yeah, and then the boss fights. Yeah, you know, those are the the, the big differences, uh, and there's not much story. So, um, I don't want to say this episode's a bust. I think we're still having some fun talking about uh, Naughty Dog. I think uh, Jack and Daxter was a pretty awesome series. It was weird. Because I used to, like, Jack and Daxter was my game series. I played all of them. Um, and, of course, they had Sly Cooper, and they had Ratchet and Clank, and those were yeah, all places. No shortage. Yes, too. Yeah, and it was just, and they were all trilogies, and I was just like, man, I don't care about these other platforming games. <laughs> You know, so I, and but I, I do have to take that back now because I have played both of the other games or in in some form or another. I think Sly Cooper's fantastic. Yes, it is. Um, and I played. Um, I have not played any of the original. No, I take that back. So I have to mention this. We're we're just gonna kind of deviate from this a little bit. <laughs> um, you remember whenever I was on Rage Quit Radio? Yep. Um, and for those of you listening who don't know what I'm talking about, um, whenever I live with my two roommates, and even before I re- live with my two roommates, we used to uh, stream video casts. Um, in fact, we did about 50 episodes of a video cast, which you can go check out if you ever want to. Want to see us talk very badly about video games um, over at Justin TV, uh, Justin TV forward slash Frustrated Fury. Um, We've archived them all, so they're they're all there if you want to watch them. But we had this bright idea. I'll never forget it. We were talking about, you know, I haven't ever played, because I had never played a a Ratchet & Clank game before. And at the time, I was a Gamefly subscriber. And, you know, Gamefly likes to sell games at very deep discounted prices. Mm -hmm. And they had a... um, Ratchet and Clank game. I can't remember what it was called. I, you know, they all, Ratchet and Clank likes to have the, the sexual innuendo. Up your arsenal. <laughs> yeah, up your arsenal and going commando and you know stuff like that. Um, so I, it, I can't remember which one it was, but I bought one for like five bucks. And I was like, ah, that's pretty cheap. But I was like, I haven't played any of them before, and I kind of want to start from the beginning. So me and Alan, my, my old roommate, Alan was. A GameStop employee at the time, so he could just basically say, "Hey, I want to check out this game." So he checked out. <laughs> For some reason, we said, "You know what? Let's do this on the broadcast. We're gonna stream all this. We're gonna have like a fucking Ratchet and Clank marathon." And uh, he he checked out every single one of the Ratchet and Clank games, and we were gonna be like, "Yeah, everybody get ready. This Friday, we are gonna like you know." stream non-stop 
And I, I promoted this shit so much, like on social media and stuff like that, and on Twitter especially. Insomniac Games themselves retweeted it and like tweeted it to everybody saying, these guys are going to play every single one of them. Come check them out. And, man, we had so many people in our chat watching me play this game and me cussing this fucking game out. <laughs> I'm talking – because if, if nobody's ever played this game, you, you get – Three hits in uh, the first Ratchet and Clank. If you get hit, you get one in Crash. <laughs> yeah, you get one in Crash. But if you, but see, the difference is this game has things shooting at you constantly. It's it's, it's a you know, it, it felt kind of like a third person shooter a little bit because you got stuff just attacking you like crazy. And the biggest thing that got me about the game was the fact that there was no invincibility after getting hit. Oh. You know how most games, if you get hit, you can pretty much like just run through a bad guy for about five, maybe three seconds. You have three seconds of invincibility where you're not going to get hurt. This game didn't have that. So I would get hit, and then he'd just keep coming, get hit, get hit, die. Get hit, get hit, die. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was so pissed off. I was like, I sure hope Insomniac Games isn't watching right now. Because, <laughs> I mean, I cussed that fucking game series out. But... I did finish the first game on the stream. I played through that entire freaking game in one day on that stream. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning when we finished. And I was like, yeah, come back tomorrow. I'm going to do the rest of them. And then we never did it. <laughs> and Alan took them back. But I do have to mention there, w there was a redeeming factor with Ratchet and Clank series for me. And it was actually the downloadable game that was kind of short can't remember the name of it to save my life right now it was the one on the, it was downloadable for the playstation 3 um it was the sequel to ratchet and clank future was it quest for booty quest for booty that was it i played that little three hour kind of session game and i said man you know what this is actually a really fun series and it made me want to go back and play them again and i was like yeah i might just want to go forward from here <laughs> So how many times did you swear during Crash? Was it only at the uh, reverse camera levels? Those, yeah, and the, and the motorcycle ones. See, I didn't have a problem with the motorcycle ones. I, I just, felt like you didn't ha even have to hit all the turbo pads. I did. Because it was like... And every time I hit a fucking turbo pad, it would eject me straight into the back of one of the fucking bad guys and push him fucking forward. And I'm like, great. You're just helping out the bad guys now. You know, I was, I was, it was a couple of things where I was like laying in bed to fuck, you know, I was just pissed off. But I mean, it wasn't every, it wasn't fucking ratchet and clank bad. Yeah. I just had to remember during those to stop popping a wheelie before a turn comes up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there was a lot of times where I was still wheelieing from a uh, turbo pad. Yeah. And then I would just go straight off the map. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I, I for some reason, and I don't know why. It worked. Uh, everybody knows. I don't know if you know, but every, everybody who's who's in the know knows that in Mario Kart, if you hit the gas on the second yellow light, you get a boost whenever it turns green, right? Yep. Apparently, that's in Crash too. Yep. Because I, I, I like right before it went go, I hit the hit it and it boosted me, and I did like a wheelie. I was like, holy shit, it fucking works. Yeah, I was like, it must work in every racer. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why, just like because out of instinct, 
you know, from playing yeah. so many times, you know, Mario Kart on Super NES. I was just like, okay, just hit it right before go. <laughs> and it worked. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So, but yeah, that, th- those were the only two levels that got me cussing. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought the Wave Runner ones were weak. That was probably what I thought was the weakest part. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to say any given, like, whole type. Those were kind of confusing. Yeah, I could like, never really tell exactly. I'm like, you know, I know the red buoys are on my left and the yellow ones are on my right, but... There was, it was a lot there of There was no space. variety to any of that, I thought. Yeah. Other than the fact that, you know, it worked really well. I thought the water looked and felt pretty cool. I remember in the first Wave Race game for the 64... Yeah. Everyone was talking about how great the water was. I thought it was just as good in this. <laughs> Better than Jet Moto, that's for sure. Mm. And I love Jet Moto, but that water is not well-designed water. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a crash. Yeah, I mean, final impressions, I guess, already? I think um, if I would have played this in 1998, whenever it first came out as a kid, I think I would have loved it. Um, I, I think the unfortunate thing for me is is that I'm coming to this not only as an adult, but as somebody who has played a shit ton of games since 1998, and I have no nostalgia for it. And I have, you know, no fond memories or anything like that for it. So I don't, it doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it still holds up. I think it has some decent platforming involved. Um, I just think they had, the, you know, there's obviously some, some, some design choices that I don't agree with. Um, but given the technology for the time, uh, they did some pretty impressive stuff. You know, voice acting was, was pretty well done and, Okay. I still think some these are some of the best graphics on the PS1 also. Yeah, I mean yeah. They, they look they look pretty good, you know. They There they, are so many PS1 games that have this like grainy feel where the the like the polygons don't really align quite right. Yeah. And they kind of like as things are shifting around, you get you get to see all the seams and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like this game is just super well put together. There's all kinds of effects, reflections and smoke and uh, all kinds of crazy animations and stuff in this game. Yeah, there's some I, they're pretty impressive. I, I stuff. think visually it's nearly flawless. Now design choice wise, yeah, you know it's it's old. It's got some issues there, but I think visually it holds up as well as a PS1 game can. Yeah, and that's I mean I had to give it to them. You know this um this put Naughty Dog on the map, and obviously they did something right because it's number five on the best selling PlayStation One games ever. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. So, I mean, you, you know, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment. And you see what they've went on to do. Make some pretty damn good games. So, uh, good for Naughty Dog. And it's good to go. It, it felt good to go back and see where they started, kind of. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they've been around Trust longer me, than that. You don't want to go all the way back either. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just, it, you know, I... I for the four hours it took me to beat this game, I, like it, it surprised me. I, I was going to say, you know, I beat this game in one charge of the PlayStation Plus or the PSP, and I was just like, yeah, this is this is actually a kind of a short game. But yeah. I mean, obviously, there's more to it than just that. I just didn't do it. Um, 
I might I might have beaten it in one charge of my PSP battery when my PSP came out, but my battery for my PSP is so awful now. Really? I only get about an hour. Really? Yeah, maybe an hour and a half. Holy crap! Nah, I still get I still get like five six hours. Uh, mine's bad. I don't know if I charged it too much, used it too much. I don't know what the problem is, but that battery sucks. Could be a little bit of both. I, I know um, which mine's actually a rather newer PSP. Mine's the um the Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker one. Uh, well, mine was launch day. I don't know if the, how much the battery changed over time. Yeah, so I don't know. Mine's a three thousand too. So yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, which I I do love that PSP. It's sweet. Speaking of, as a quick aside, if I were to get a Vita, do you recommend OLED screen or LCD screen? Dude, or do you have any idea? I, I've I've seen them both. The, the the newer one's crap. Is it really? Oh god, yeah. But it's supposed to have better battery life, right? It, it may have better battery life, but that screen is not as crisp as the first one. Yeah, I'm I not. Mean, I'm not kidding. That's kind of what I would expect if you say if you just say OLED screen versus LCD screen. I would I would think the first one is better, and I, it's got better blacks. Is that the issue? I don't know if it's really better blacks. I just, it, it's yeah, I think that's what it is because everything else looks lighter. It looks like you got the the brightness up. It's, it's, it's washed it's, out. Everything's washed out on the LCD. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Well, purely to save money, right? That's got to be the only reason. I, I, I Why would you ever so. downgrade the screen otherwise? I mean, they they but they push it off as like, oh, we've improved it. Oh. And like, uh, no, not really. Huh. I was like, this is this is not as bad, but it's a pretty bad move compared to I don't know PSP Go. Yeah, everybody forgets about that fucking system. What was that tiny little Game Boy called? Uh, Game Boy Micro. The Micro. Yeah. I remember when that came out, it was smaller than just the screen on the PSP, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I knew a couple of people that had them, and I'm like, why do you have this? It was it, it was a Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Was that what it was? I th- yeah, I think it was an Advance, shaped like an like an NES controller, right? Yeah, I thought it was more like a bow tie kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, ah, this is stupid. I'd rather have my my. I, I just thought it was hilarious because I could literally put it in any pocket and any pair of pants that I have. It's cool, and I mean, it did play the games, you know, anything you want. Um, you know what I'm thinking about getting? They got that new. Uh, that it's it's about to come out. It's coming out. Actually, it comes out on uh, October 31st. The um, uh, Retro Five, something like that. Oh, the Retro N5. There you go, Retro N5. Yeah, I've been considering that as well. That looks pretty awesome, and that might be a pretty good birthday gift somebody can get me. <laughs> Intent. Yes, I think um because it plays God, it plays everything. And I was thinking I was like, hell, that could help us out with Phoenix Down if I wanted to do anything like that. Yeah, like an old game, plays NES, Super NES, uh, Genesis, Mega, Genesis, Mega, Mega Drive, Game Boy Advance. Uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh, and it even plays like Japanese imported games like uh, the Super Famicom and the Famicom. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, only hundred bucks. Ports for all the original controllers. Yep, it comes with one wireless controller. I don't know. I think I may actually get that if you know. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to get it, but I don't have access to all my carts at the moment. Yeah. 
which would mean I would get it and then have nothing to play on it. Well, you know, I don't have much. I have like 10 NES games. That's it. I've probably only got 10 to 12 NES games, but I've got like 75 Genesis games or so. Sweet Jesus. I play a lot of Pete Tampers tennis. <laughs> I've I can I can safely say I have never even touched a Genesis controller. Oh no I I had assembled the entire monstrosity of Genesis with a Sega CD attached to the side of it and a 32x inserted in its throat. Oh God. Yeah. I've seen those. I've just never. I've never. I've never touched a Genesis. I've played a Dreamcast before. I never played any other Sega console. I've never oh, owned. I've never you need owned that N five though, so we can go hit some classics. Not me. I'm totally fine with that. Because you seem to, you've missed all the Genesis classics, and I missed all the Nintendo classics. That's why, like I've, like I've, like I said on Twitter today, even the first Sonic game I've ever played was Sonic Generations. Oh, that's so sad to me. That's the and that I, I after playing Sonic Generations, I was like, holy shit, this is actually a really fun series. And then, of course, all my friends were like, ah, oh, don't get modern Sonic shit. It sucks. Yeah. But the funny thing is, was that in Sonic Generations, I preferred the the modern Sonic over the new Sonic, or over the old Sonic. And so that's why I picked up Sonic Unleashed. And, okay. All right. Sonic Unleashed is not bad. The <laughs> Werehog shit is bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, Sonic but, has become such a laughing stock. I, I don't know. I think Lost World. Think... I think Lost World is going to be really good. That comes out in October. I always Man. wanted to play that Sonic RPG. Uh, yeah, on the uh, Game Boy Advance or maybe the DS. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. Um, friend of mine actually had that, and he said it was really good. Made by Bioware. Yeah, I remember that. That's nuts. <laughs> that seems like some kind of what if spinoff. I know. But yeah, it's, I've I've heard that that's actually a really cool game. So I, I'm gonna guess then, since it hasn't come up yet, that you haven't played any of the more modern Crash games. No. Any of the PS2 Crash games? I didn't even know they made PS2 Crash games. Yeah, there was there was a couple of them. I this is the they first. They also made some crashes on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance or they, DS. They, I'm not sure. They may a couple, have a couple there also. So it's, it's like, well, I'm just looking it up. I got a computer right in front of me. Why the fuck am I looking at it? <laughs> I'm just wondering what what was the last Crash game to ever come out? Yeah, um, I want to guess 08 ish. I think there might have been a whole three of them on the PS2. Okay, Crash Bandicoot series. Uh, list of games. 2008 Crash Mind Over Mutant. Yeah. PS2. Uh, it was on the P. It was on the 360 as well. Oh yeah. Developed by Radical Entertainment. In fact, Radical Entertainment seems to be have, well, kind of taken over for them. But that was the last one. Well, they made a Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart 2 on in 2010 on the iPhone. It doesn't count. I had Crash Team Racing 2010, which was canceled. Huh. And then another game called Crash Landed in 2010, which was also canceled. By uh, so, so the future is bleak. Maybe I don't know. 
uh, Radical Entertainment. I'm trying to imagine who the frick Radical Entertainment is. Radical Entertainment is a video game in British Columbia. Uh, prototype, too. Yes, they made it a prototype. Uh, they had layoffs in 2012. Prototype 2 was their last game that they made in 2012. Which I didn't think Prototype 2 was a bad game. Yeah, I never played the second one. But yeah. That was... um. That's where Crash went. Unfortunately, it went to Cratical Entertainment and then they fell under... Yeah, I and mean, there's quite a few total in total. Yeah, there was a crash games. A crap ton. There was a lot more than Jack games. So, Crash Bandicoot was continued. Unfortunately, it didn't go too far. Yeah, looks like he's spun around the drain for too long. <laughs> ah, well, I guess it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, he would be perfect for the uh, PlayStation All Stars. Is he it? He was never in it, right? No, he wasn't in PlayStation also. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a missed opportunity. I don't know what the licensing problem was, but if you are doing PlayStation All-Stars, Crash is one of the All-Stars. I can't believe that. Now that I think about it, yeah, why, didn't, why wasn't Crash in that? Huh. Interesting. Had everybody else in it. Yeah. A lot of people that I was surprised to see again. So, I don't know. But, yeah. Adam, I know this probably wasn't what you wanted. Um, unfortunately, it's very difficult for us to talk about a game like Crash. You know, which yeah. we've, already, we've, we've already explained. And it's, you know, uh, I, don't, I didn't dislike the game. I thought it was a fun game. And I, I did have fun while I was playing it in certain parts. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I enjoyed it. I mean, I liked Crash back in the day, and this was a nice little... I never played much of this third one, to be honest with you. Uh, I played through mostly the first and the second one. Right. So it was nice to get to go back and play some Crash Bandicoot again. Uh, I thought the variety was nice. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it was a very low barrier of entry on this one because it's so short and it's so easy. So you can pick it up and be done with it in a day, and you haven't lost much time if you didn't like it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, it surprised me how well it did hold up. Because I was expecting some really bad platforming. But it was, I was surprised at how well it did hold up. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's Crash. That's Crash Bandicoot Warped. Crash 3. Played through it. Completed it. Completed it, I say in air quotes. Um, But yeah. Our next game is going to be not not quite as easy as this one. Oh God, I don't know why we agreed to this. <laughs> like, all right, so let's just you go and me ahead. both. Yeah, let's just go ahead and um, mention what we're going to be doing next week. Next week we will be back. We're going to be playing actually a, a much newer game. Uh, in fact, this game it came out in 2011, I believe. Is, 2000. Does that make this our newest game? We go from our oldest game to our newest game. Maybe. I'm thinking so. Let me look it up here. Wikipedia. Came out October 4th, 2011. And that game is a small game from From Software. Um, 
it is the it's a sequel or spiritual successor to uh, Demon Souls. We're going to be playing Dark Souls. We're going to have a special guest, um, Eli. Uh, a lot of people may know him from Twitter as at So Doom. Um, I will most certainly be blaming him when I crash and burn. <laughs> oh, definitely. He that was the first thing he pointed out. So, which I remember him asking to be on Phoenix Down, saying, "Hey, whenever you guys want to do Demon Souls," because he had never played Demon Souls. From what I, I've known Eli for a pretty long time. In fact, I've hosted a podcast with him before. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, which he's on, he's on a podcast right now too, called Knuckle, Knuckleballer Radio. Um, but uh, he uh, he he was a huge fan of Dark Souls. Um, and has completed it multiple times, uh, but he had never played the the first game, which was Demon Souls. And uh, I mentioned to him that I because I knew a little, I knew a good amount about Demon Souls. I got close to beating that game, but never beat it. Um, and uh, apparently, he has played Demon Souls in the past. The last time I had talked to him about it, and says that he cannot stand that game. Hmm. Um, I've got the utmost respect for Demon Souls. Uh, I loved all the game, all the time I spent with that game, even though I didn't make it very far, and it kicked my ass repeatedly and ruthlessly. I got uh, to the very end of that game, and I absolutely adore that game. Yeah. And and Dark Souls the same way. And I, I'll go ahead and mention this, and it, it, I'm saying this live on a podcast so everybody can hear it. <laughs> I have reviewed Dark Souls twice, and I've never completed that game. What do you think of that, listeners? <laughs> I'm sure some. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. If I told that to, be like, "Well, you shouldn't have reviewed the game." Well, I put like thirty something fucking hours into it, and I gave it a great score because I thought it was fucking brilliant. So it's just you know I'm a game reviewer, and I have games I have to review other than that game. So unfortunately, I never was able to finish it, but. That will be our next game for Phoenix Down, and what we like to do on Phoenix Down is actually beat the games that we're uh, we're trying to play, aside from Xenogears, um, which I could have. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could have beat Xenogears if we would have continued. Um, I just didn't want to do it by myself. Um, I'm trying to imagine if there's there's the other games that we never completed. I know we never beat. Uh, on Zombie Frog, we never beat uh, Eternal Darkness. Yeah. And there was one other one. Oh, yeah, we just started Deus Ex, and we're like, fuck this game. Yeah, we never even recorded. <laughs> yeah, that game. You want to talk about fucking archaic, guys? Go back and try and play fucking Deus Ex, the first game. Holy shit. <laughs> I would never boot that game back up, ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is impossible for me to play nowadays. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Dark Souls... I know what to expect at least in the in the, the first two episodes because I've played it so many fucking times. Because like I said, I reviewed that game twice, <laughs> and I will be playing the PC version. Uh, the, I have never played a minute of it. Oh, there you go. You're in for a treat. <laughs> um, it's for all intents and purposes, it is Demon Souls Part Two with some new mechanics. So. But yeah, we are going to play the game that HowLongToBeat.com, there's my check again, uh, says it's going to take 50 and a half hours. 
And Eli said, what, 120? He said it took him 120, but I know Eli, and I know how methodical he is. And he leveled up a bunch. I know he did. When something's wrong, I mean, that leveling up may be required, because I know how to play that game. And um, There's multiple areas in that game that you don't even have to go to to beat it. There's multiple bosses that you have to fight that you don't have to fight in order to beat that game. Huh. And the game can be beat in an hour and a half because I sat at work and watched somebody beat it. Yeah, not by me, it can't. In an hour and a half. And I was some Japanese guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it can be beat. I know multiple people, both my roommates have beat it. Or my old roommates, I don't live with anybody anymore. Thank God. Um. So, Yeah. Our next game is going to be Dark Souls. Um, I, we may have to take a break in between Dark Souls because before yeah. October is up, I want to do a scary game. I mean, we've done it every year, you know, even back whenever we were on Zombie Frog. Mm-hmm. And I want to, it's tradition. We're going to do. Even if it's a short, scary game, not Anna again. Holy shit, that game was <laughs> fucking horrible. Um, and not scary. So, we, we'll have to find something. I was going to suggest Outlast, but unfortunately, Ken made me review it. So, uh, uh. I know how that game ends now, and there's really no reason to go back. <laughs> But that game is fucking scary as shit, and I suggest anybody out there to play it. Holy crap, that game is scary. And fucking skip Amnesia. The new Amnesia is not worth it. Oh, terrible news. I know. I was thoroughly disappointed. So, yeah. The two scary games that came out recently go without last. That's that's my personal opinion. I know that I mentioned that on Twitter, and man, it exploded, and people wanted to hang me. <laughs> How dare you say Amnesia's bad? I'm just like, well, did you play all of it? All four hours of it? I think we should consider Siren Blood like Curse. The, the, the PS3 one. Yeah. The, the downloadable one. Which I think, didn't they release that on disc too, or am I wrong? They did, maybe in Europe. Okay. I don't know if they ever did here. Okay. Um, yeah, Siren Blood Curse. That game is so old, is it even on the PSN anymore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, and they, they're releasing episodes, I remember that. Or the original PS2 Siren. That's true. Um, or Silent Hill, any of the Silent Hills. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it some more once we yeah. get into October. We'll get you a good scary one. Oh yeah, but uh, we'll um, or if you ever had a way to play a Wii or GameCube game, I'm telling you, Resident Evil remake. Oh, I own it. I just don't have access to it. And so you own the game. You just don't have. I own the game, and I bought the system for the game. You bought a GameCube? Yeah, I own a GameCube, and I only bought four games for it. But really, the only one I wanted was the remake. <laughs> That was that was why I bought a GameCube. And it's in Rochester. Yes. <laughs> Packed up in a storage locker. Well, one it's of I these I hit the days. pause button for one year. Yeah. Let's play it next Halloween. Okay. If I'm still alive and not dead yet, we will. Yeah. If we make it that far. If we make it that far, if the world doesn't end and I'm not dead, then we can do that. 
Right. Or we can't just... that in for next year. Or, or whenever you fucking get it, we can just play it then. So <laughs> however you want to do it. So, um... But yeah, I we're, we're rambling now. I'm going to go ahead and cut it off here. I do appreciate everybody listening. Uh, thank you. If you would, please leave us an iTunes review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Unfortunately, iTunes was being a bit of a bitch tonight and didn't want me to load. I don't think we have any new iTunes reviews, but if we do, I do apologize. I will read them on the next episode. Uh, but if you haven't left us an iTunes review, please do so. It helps get our name out there, and we would uh, greatly appreciate it and have more people listening to us. You can also send me an email, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can suggest games to us. Uh, if you want to suggest a scary game to us, get us ready into the Halloween spirit. Um, we totally can. Um, but any other games, if you want to talk about Crash or uh, if you know about Dark Souls, we're going to start talking about that starting next week. Let us know. Um, if you have any ideas for like uh, things to do or strategies uh, to take on these bosses, because, yes, this game is difficult. Um, but, yeah, definitely get a hold of us. We're, uh, we're on Twitter as well. I'm at DML Fury, and that is at R-E-M-G-S. You can tweet to us. Uh, we will answer your tweets as much as we possibly can. And um, we love getting out there and connecting with our listeners. Uh, anytime a listener uh, emails me or even at, talks to me on, on Twitter or anything like that, it, it, it brightens my day a little bit just to know that somebody's out there listening. So I do appreciate it. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, that's Crash Bandicoot Warped. Uh, we're putting that away. Um, fun little game. It was nice to go back and see where it started. You know, Naughty Dog got some of its start and one of its pop, most popular games to date, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know how the sales on that compare with the newer games, but for its time, certainly it was huge. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we will be back next week with Dark Souls. But until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you.